The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Welcome to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim. I am a sex educator. I am chaotically gay. And call me what you want. Call me what you need. Call me. Beat me. If you want to reach me. If you want to page me, it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Get it, get it, get it. it. (laughs) So we're going to do things a little differently this episode. Uh, If you've come this far into the show... Thank you so much for listening. We're going to do things, you know, a, a little different because, you know, I'm versatile. I like to be both top and bottom twice on a Sunday. Woo! <laughs> uh, I have invited my best friend, AJ, here today. Uh, unfortunately, he is heterosexual, so please uh, bear with us. You know, we do accept all forms of sexuality and choices it is his choice to be straight so that's kind of the sad part um but you know he's here to ask us some questions or ask me some questions and this is a first i've never been like you know asked questions in such a free form uh like public way yeah so let's get right into it aj <laughs> hello hi. hello hi greetings and salutations everyone Ew, what greetings and what? salutations greetings you're and so, salutations you're so all love to my gays to <laughs> everyone in the community no seriously i'm a real ally like real shit. Real okay. shit. if i wasn't i wouldn't be your best friend tim <sighs> okay that's true exactly. okay um so you can tell like our dynamic is pretty like stupid we've been best friends for i don't know how long do you remember how long we've been best friends for for a plethora of years. A plethora of years, a number of years. Oh my god. Anyways, um tell the audience about yourself first. Sure. Uh so my name is AJ and I am a digital marketer. Um and I'm working on my own digital marketing agency business. Uh but on a 9 to 5, I guess by day I'm a retail banker. By night, I'm an entrepreneur, so in a nutshell. Wow. So multi-talented and smexy. Hands off, ladies. He's taken, sadly. Aww. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Do you remember? Yes, the, yes. I am what was it? <laughs> almost married. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you remember how, when was it? When I wanted to hang out with you first and... It was because I had a crush on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a I have a really good gaydar. So I had a feeling. I was like, I think he's checking me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
understand that. And you knew how to like, you knew how to engage with me. Like the best way during that time too was, um, if you have an instrument, uh, and you had your guitar, um, and like, I'm just a guy that, you know, that loves music and loves to jam out. And so, uh, you first sang, um, Alicia Keys and then was it Alicia? Yeah. And a bunch of like other friends were like, uh, or like mutual friends, I would say like joined in and then. And then you went more into some R&B stuff and that's my jam, you know, like that's my stuff. So, <laughs> and uh, but I had a feeling, all... I'm like, I think this guy wants, wants something from me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I wanted you to fuck me. <laughs> that's a compliment still. That's a compliment. And now, and now like over the years, it's just been downhill and you're... <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> What do you mean? The tables have turned. Now it's just like you're the one saying all of the gay sex jokes, and I'm just like, ew, shut up, leave me alone. (laughs) I love bothering you with that. Yeah, it's weird because now it's just like, okay, I get it. I used to have a crush on you. Stop rubbing it in my face. Now it's kind of just like incest. Now it's like, (laughs) I will never, I will never let you live it down. (laughs) No, I mean, fine. Do you remember the first time that you found out I was gay? The first time. Faintly or like very... at least at least like a hint that hmm, maybe this guy's a faggot. Well, hold on. I do not use derogatory <laughs> terms, okay? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Do not put words in my mouth. No, that's Everyone my watching, mouth. I do not say those terms unless I'm around <laughs> <laughs> yeah only you can call me the, the f word that's yeah. fine unless i'm around someone of the community that permits me to say that <laughs> mm-hmm. do you remember when like do you remember hmm i think this guy i remember like... i was in my bedroom and i was just chilling or doing homework or something um i don't remember the conversation that well though but there was something about me that you were like hmm I wonder if he takes it up the ass even just a tiny bit. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I or something no, along what, those lines. What was the giveaway? I don't even remember what was the giveaway. Like Okay. So I wanted you to come on here because you probably have a lot of questions ever since I started doing this whole like sex education thing. Uh you know. Like, you were there since I was, like, probably even before I was an escort or maybe after? I believe it was just after. Just after I became an escort. Okay, so I didn't know about that. Sorry, just after you finished. Finished escorting. Right, right, right. It was so long ago, too. I can barely remember. I mean, there, I still have a shit ton of stories, which are all going to be posted on my blog at sexedwithtim.com, launching in summer 2021. Just plugging that in, if in case anyone it. else is listening. <laughs> Ow, click it. All right. So I know you have like a lot of questions because you probably don't know anything about the gay world or like there's just so many things about sex that you have in your head. So lay it on me, baby. What you got? <laughs> Well, I like to let's uh, start off light, light, <laughs> light and frothy. I would say sure. 
Um, my first question is, what are the most like funniest or even ridiculous questions that you've gotten from a straight man? And I hope none of them are mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So or, sorry, straight people, I would say not, not just men. Cause I'm pretty I've sure had... like straight women have ridiculous questions too. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because like some guys, uh, when they're looking at like two gay guys, they'd be like, so who's the husband and who's the wife? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Who's the husband and who's the wife? Are you like, so ingrained in the in the thought of like it's the gotta be yeah it's concept. gotta be a husband and gotta be a wife nothing that's else funny. yeah yeah that's actually that's a good take on that because i mean again um much of our systems and like society um are you know they were molded around you know heterosexuality right so mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of like basically asking which one is the spoon and the fork when you're using right. a pair of chopsticks? Right. Like, um, like, like, uh, whoever say that, whoever like asks that question is still trying to instill like heterosexuality in something. Mm-hmm. That, right. So mm-hmm. that's the take on it actually. So that is one ridiculous question. I've had a straight guy ask me, so how do you guys have sex? And <laughs> normally I'll just be like, do I'll I'll use like the office answer from Dwight and be like one penis opens up to accept the other one's penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a snake just eating another snake. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, it just totally opens up. You need to have like all these mechanisms in place to be like open sesame. <laughs> but <I'm> yeah, so <laughs> straight. No, it's fine. Like Straight people, are, I love you all, but you can be so funny in just how dumb y'all are. <laughs> My God. Shots fired. <laughs> I mean, that's what poor sex ed has done to our system. Yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, that makes a lot of sense too, because um, obviously like growing up and in our area and our education system at least uh as far as i know um you know we had fully alive and uh what was it theme three too something like um, that yeah like it, it was just all about like you know how does you know how is a child birth which you know makes sense to understand like the mechanics and um the science behind you know childbirth but even like um at least have a section of you know a curriculum you know to say that, you know, sex doesn't just mean man and woman, right? Sex. Or it doesn't just mean having sex to make a baby. Right. Yeah. Because babies are gross. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Everyone, Tim, does not like kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, I'm not like, I don't like kids. It's just like, I'll, I'll like them from a distance. No, no, it's okay. You know? it's okay. It goes with your branding. It goes That's- with your branding. <laughs> It's just like, I don't need to see your kid every single day. I get that you carry this baby for nine months and you're proud of it and you have all these hopes and dreams, but I don't need to hear about it every single day on my social feed. Like, we get it. Your baby's so cute. He's going to do great things. Just like, (laughs) what about me and the great things I'm doing now? I pay taxes. I drive. (laughs) What does a baby do? look at you and try to pick a fight 
for some reason it tries to grab onto my finger like with the strength of Zeus. Like, let go. <laughs> <laughs> strength of Zeus. Uh, Ugh, damn. It's dumb. Anyways. So yeah, those are just some of the dumbest things straight people have asked me. It's it honestly I want to say that it's exhausting, but it's not. It's just really funny. It's constantly entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm well, I'm pretty sure that it adds color to your day. <laughs> right? Like I'm pretty sure if it was just all one topic or one subject and in terms of like what happens in your typical day, I mean I mean, you'd get pretty bored, right? Like if I just talked about banking all day or something, then, you know, you need oh some God. fire. I need variety. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. What else do you got for me? Yeah. So I guess my next question, and I'm trying to make this as engaging and um, interesting as possible, I hope. Um, what was it like? Okay. So a typical question is, you know, how was it like coming out? But I would like to know, like, what was your thought process coming out? Like, or even thinking Ooh. about like debating, like, you know, should I come out? What's going to happen? Like, what were your emotions? What was, you know, what was going through your head? Ooh, I mean, you were there for my coming out. In a way, you were there. But I don't know if you would remember because it was so far back. But I, I came out. Yeah, I mean, over the phone. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Right. Yes. So, but you weren't there for the actual coming out because it happened on my 21st birthday. And this was about um, like the anniversary of the death of my ex-boyfriend. And it it was just like, there were all these emotions and everything. And I was just really, really feeling it. And like, I was all up in my feelings and it was my birthday. So Oh yeah, that I was, was like eventful day. Yeah. All so I now. <laughs> I like texted you, like, you know what? Hey, I'm gonna do it. Um, if things go south, can I like stay over at your place? Oh my gosh, I remember now. Yeah. Like oh, I was just like yeah. I was very nervous. Like if things go south, uh, I need to stay at your place. I'm pretty sure I don't know really like they would have allowed you if that happened. Your parents love me. Yeah. Your parents love me off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry though, my dad, like, you know them, like they're first generation Asian immigrants. And my dad always asks like the most stupid, like questions, even today. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you're insulting my friend and therefore you're insulting me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got my back. Of course. So cute. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So it was my birthday and I texted you like, I need a place to stay if things go south. And I'm in the basement and I'm like really all up in my feelings. I was sobbing. I was like crying. And my parents came down to ask, it's your birthday. What's wrong? And I was like, mom, dad, I have something to tell you. Um, My boyfriend actually like passed away about a year ago and i didn't know how to tell you so i have to tell you now because i'm really feeling it like i'm gay and i just started sobbing like really sobbing into my mom's shirt it was like soaked in my tears and my dad was rubbing my back 
And then, oh my gosh, all the stress just lifted up because they said, you know, we love you no matter what, but can you come up? The pizza's getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's something that your parents pizza. Would say. They would like. They- they care more about the food than they do their son coming out. Like, hey, you know what? I like that. That is the ultimate goal of coming out. Like, I hope one day, if I ever have a kid, they'll be like, Dad, I'm gay. Be like, great, pass the salt. <laughs> like, that's what I want to have happen. Yes, that normalize it. Normalize coming out. Yeah, like, to the point where it's just so dull. And like, ugh. right. Right, it's you, dumb. You know what? I mean, side sidetrack, but like that's funny because um, I don't know if you watched the Breakfast Club. Um, I did the radio. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the the main. Don't you uh, forget about? Yeah, that one. Wait, no, 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 not the movie. What? What? <laughs> what are you talking movie. about? We're talking about the radio show, dude. <laughs> so how do you watch a radio show? It's posted on YouTube. Uh, this is new to me. This is so oh, no. I watched anyways. the Breakfast. Okay, everyone has seen the Breakfast Club. It's not. It's not the movie I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> anyways, um, so the Breakfast Club is a like a modern day like uh popular culture radio show. Usually, it revolves around like um the like the hip hop industry. Uh, they have guests come on. They had like Jay Z, Kanye, etc on there um but one of the main hosts his name is Charlemagne the god and he does uh an interview series or did at least uh with vlad tv and on one of the episodes he talked about how like you know like like gay should stop being like a normal like announcement like it should just like like you have to you got to be like i identify as a goat to like <laughs> to, to like really just have more of a you know, like more of a, a bigger reaction. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he like he didn't blink when like he heard that like I I think at the time Miley Cyrus uh came out as bi. It's like, wow, great. Like that's I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. everyone's bi too. <laughs> um I just want yeah. the day when coming out is boring. Yeah. Coming out right? is not something to celebrate or to punish. It's just oh, okay. Well, I had fries with my burger, and you just happen to be gay. Great. (laughs) Now, like, is that the majority? um, um, What's the word am I looking for? Is that the majority? Like the experience? No, no, sorry. Like, is that the majority opinion on, I guess, this whole thing that we're talking about, like coming out? Like, does most, do most, or if not all of the community feel like, you know, it should be normalized. Like it's great to celebrate it, but at the same time, it's like, it should be like a normal part of, you know, how we carry ourselves as a society in terms of norms. And, you know, I mean, it depends with whichever queer person you ask. Right. From my observation, majority of the LGBT community just wants to, we just want to fucking live. We want to walk the streets without being scared of getting, you know, hate crime. Right. So like, yeah, you want 
to come out and just like not make such a big deal out of it. But then there's another part where they're like, like I want to celebrate who I am. Yeah, I, I need, you know, I need to be validated. I want to be visible. I want to be seen and I want to be with the community that identifies like this and celebrates and has become so like, you know, festive and colorful and full of pride. That's and so I totally funny. get that. That's so funny because at work, like, um, not that this, I guess, is at the same level, but um, now they're passing out like forms to employees like regularly about um, employee recognition and, um, you know, like, and it literally asks on the form, like, how do you want to be like revered or celebrated when it's your birthday or something? Um, and I want to like, be me, celebrated I like don't... as if I was a god. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. That's your preference. <laughs> that's your preference, right? Um, <laughs> Worship. But... Yeah. So, um, but I find that interesting. Um just because it sounds like, you know, um, you could, for example, like you could throw your own party or there's other people that feel like I don't care. I don't want to be celebrated. Yeah, like because the, ultimately it's just fucking accept us. We're here. We're queer. Get the hell over it. And, you know, coming out, there's no right or wrong way to come out. There's also, like, this notion that, like, coming out should be this um, this one big event or, like, everything changes around you. The world becomes brighter and <laughs> the smells become richer and a gay mafia will come crashing through your door and give you your, your initiation, your gay card, and your gay insurance and your gay house, your gay dog. New year, new me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But like a lot of, a lot of the the things that people won't tell you is that coming out is not just a one-time thing. It's kind of like a lifelong thing. Right. Because it's like that, like, I guess, depending on, sorry to cut you off, but like, I can imagine like, depending on how big your family is and even um, not your blood family too, like people in your circle, uh, people that used to know, um, people that you went to high school with, even if, you know, if you're older, then, uh, you still have people in your life that say like, what, like he or she's gay, like, or they're bisexual. Like I can imagine that does happen. So that makes sense that, you know, it, it it's a life long phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's a, it's a whole thing. Like, even if you find out that you're gay, you could be like, you know, bisexual at one point or like asexual at another point it's a whole journey of discovery but whatever you find in your journey that should be enough like it should be fine for you to not even have a label because labels are meant for food with expiration dates (laughs) just saying cool so next question is what has been your most I guess, daunting experience in your sex education career so far? Ooh, that's a nice question, actually. Did you come up with that? Wow. (laughs) Tim thinks I'm an idiot. (laughs) 
You think I'm an idiot too? No, I to don't. Be fair. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. How many times? How many times have you called me like a little kid? Which is like true. I have the You're the one brain. Of hey, a- everyone. The first thing that he told me when I like when we first started to like um, mesh and like be friends was like on his birthday. He was like, I was like, hey, happy birthday, whatever age you were at. And then you were like, I'm three and a half. I'm like, what? What does that mean? Like, I'm three and a half. I'm not 16 or something. Like, leave me alone. You set the bar or you set the tone. <laughs> I am immature and I will own it. And nobody is going to take that away from me. Perfect. Um. <laughs> See, that's proof that I did not start this. Uh, okay, fine. Fair. The most difficult thing about my sex education career so far. Well, really, it's establishing my name as a sex educator in Toronto, uh, mostly because First sex off, education I is can such help a... with that. <laughs> okay, you're not a butt plug. Stop it. <laughs> I'll give you time to plug your shit in the end. Don't worry. In the end. You got space. <laughs> yes, I will give you space to plug your Anyways, shit. Anyways, <laughs> keep going. I was just... Yeah, so the most daunting part about my sex ed career so far is really establishing my name. Uh, My name as a household name, really, as a sex educator, mostly because a lot of sex educators I see are, like, white women who... Oh, my gosh. That is so true. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's mostly white women who are all about, like promoting some sort of new age sex thing for your vagina like it's it's just so dumb and like the space they take up in the sex education industry is so fucking unreal yeah like it's almost impossible for other sex educators of other you know colors and backgrounds to make their name known and also because like i'm a sex educator that focuses primarily on queer sexual health and you know a lot of guys gay or straight feel like they don't need sex education because i'm already good in bed i don't need any help or i don't need any help i'm already good i can bottom so well like oh my god it's not just that there's so many other things before I lose but, my know, thought, before I lose my thought, I wanted to say that one, it is true. I'm in quite a few like entrepreneurial uh, Facebook groups, and uh, there's like there's a lot of white women that practice or that are practitioners or business entrepreneurs in the sex education um, industry, and I I haven't seen a post from anyone else other than a white woman in that regard. Um, yeah, and number two, um, I 100% agree. There is so much to learn, not just in life, but also narrowing it down to sex. Um, I like I actually chose when I was in university. I chose to take um, women's studies, and we also had like a course in that that we could take externally, uh, which was about like the female anatomy. And I mean, that was more for me as a heterosexual male. Um, but I wanted to personally understand like that part of the subject too. Uh, 
do you actually like remember parts of the female anatomy i mean like don't i'm so proud if you do but i did like it was an intensive course but also that shows the failure of our sex education system like being raised as filipinos and catholic like our our sex education was so narrow right you know and it doesn't really it's not even just like the um and and by what tim says like being filipino and catholic what he means is um the typical upbringing of a filipino child um is by first immigration wave of filipino immigrants um that come from the philippines and you know the uh the concepts and the mindsets that they came with is very heterosexual conservative like you know you should be with a girl if you're a son and you should be with a guy if you're a daughter um the whole thing about like you know like daughters shouldn't stay out you should like daughters are completely shit on um and men are often revered as you know um better right so they have to be seen as the provider all the time or the breadwinner and just like but I just want to stay home and like jack off and eat pizza. <laughs> I just want to Can't do me, man. Enough. I just want to do me. I want to do me and I want someone to do me. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Am like, I wait, that... wait, wait, wait for it. <laughs> Am I that predictable? At this point, yeah. That's true. I based my entire identity around being a slut and I'm not going to apologize for do it. Do not. The unapologetic. Yes, I will just flash my hole in front of the entire world and no one's going to stop me. No, I'm not going to do that. I have some class, please. (laughs) But no moral compass. (laughs) Nope, not at all. I hate everything. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, next question I have is... Oh, sorry. Uh, Could you at least... um, I mean, for me as well to uh, refresh my uh, my my internal dictionary. <laughs> Your vocabulary. Yes, uh, my repertoire. <laughs> 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 um, what is what is the difference between like the word, at least at the level of like you know words, but like um, queer and gay and et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Like I can't just call you like, "Hey, you're you're a queer," or, "Well, don't say you're yeah. a queer." <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get smacked. I know. With a, this is why I'm asking. With a stiletto. <laughs> um. Well, it really depends on who you ask, but for me, I identify as gay. Uh, you know, and there's people that are like bisexual, trans, asexual, poly, pan, whatever, and the entire alphabet. Queer, think of queer as like the umbrella term. Like, queer can encapsulate all the alphabets. Gotcha. You know, queer can encapsulate anything, and queer can also be just how you can identify because you don't really see your identity within any of the alphabets. Right. Like, it's just a way of saying, like, I'm not straight. I am not cis. I'm just, I'm just queer. And 
I'm here. Right. So it's kind of like, and I mean, for some reason, I'm just um, comparing. But like, for example, when we talk about in the banking world, like investments, like there's so many different types of investments, but you have like mutual funds and direct investing. And I hate and like how you connected those what? two together. Why? <laughs> so... Isn't that true? <laughs> no, I mean, you put together two very different thoughts in a way that I never would have thought of. And that's like, th that's amazing. Oh, thank you. You put, but thank it's you. also like, oh my God, I just got off I'm work. I'm sorry. Money. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, investments are a important part of financial well-being. <laughs> Listen up, queer people. We are all bad with money. So <laughs> I don't know a single gay or a queer person that's good with money. We're always spending our money on, on clothes and Netflix and just running away from all our problems. Actually, my really good <laughs> friend from uh, university is pretty good with money, and he's gay. Oh yeah. Well, good for him. Can you hook me up? Is he single? I can check. <laughs> Please tell him I have a twelve-inch. Uh, no, that's too, that's too unbelievable. <laughs> no i have a let let's settle with the realistic number of like six inches okay yeah tell him for that. sure ask if he's a a top or a bottom or <laughs> what's his sign oh my gosh you want to know the full profile i want to know the whole profile his sexual history his medical history <laughs> anyways but yeah so that's how i see it it's like queer is an umbrella just as investments are but there's different types of queer or terms under it right so uh, if that helps you make it make sense then yes you got it thanks <laughs> okay uh next question would be uh what is the best part about being a gay man Ooh. <laughs> i mean there's so little to choose from no kidding well, I mean, I ask too because, like, day in and day out, you'll say, "Oh, I hate gay people," and I'm like, "But you're gay," and you're like, "Yeah, I know." But I know, like, <laughs> as a gay man, I get to hate gay men because gay men are the worst; <laughs> they really are. But as a gay person, I find that the best thing about me being gay is. Just like I get to have this, you know, these possibilities available to me, especially as a gay man that lives in, in Canada, which is like a pretty progressive country. Um, I get to live authentically. I get, you know, the, the, I get the privilege of being proud of who I am and I get to like have as many sexual partners as I want because now is a great time to be gay. You have opportunity. I... <laughs> like, as I've said before, I've fucked probably the entire metropolitan area twice over. So you're um, like the Wilt Chamberlain of the LBGTQ community. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know that reference. <sighs> Tim, 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 Tim. I'm sorry. Tim. Tim. Okay. Can you enlighten me? Basically, and I'm pretty sure it was Will. Um, so he is 
a very legendary NBA basketball player. That's why. See, gays don't do okay, sports. No, I know. But I mean, like, <laughs> this feat would have even should have come under your radar. Anyways, um, so so a feat that he had accomplished or is at least alleged is, and I forget the number, but it was pretty big. It was either 10,000 or 100,000. Like, he has, he has had sex with, like, over 10,000 women. I'm pretty sure. Wow. 10,000. Well, Don't quote me. Please <laughs> please fact check yourself. But yeah. I mean, you know what? Good for him. Like, I'm sorry. I, I mentioned this fact because you're like, I've done the whole metropolitan area. I'm like, that sounds like a Will Chamberlain type of flex, you know? <laughs> I don't mean to flex. It's just a fact. <laughs> I am I am nothing but an overused hole, sir. Um, <laughs> no, there's also like the the um, how do I say this? Being gay has also given me the opportunity to have my chosen family as well as my own like biological family. Having a chosen family is so like nice to have as a gay person because there is this sense of unity that and we've been brought together by the same struggle and we can all be like resilient with each other and we can we have the same culture we learn about the same slang watch the same shows and it's just nice to have that sort of camaraderie right that i don't necessarily see in straight people so much i mean i'm pretty sure you would have your own like click i'm not the only gay person you know like (laughs) it would be amazing if i was the only only gay person you knew like hey no i'm I'm, a pretty diversified person let's be clear i'm the only gay person you need to know okay (laughs) (laughs) unless there's a gay guy out there that you know who's uh uh, a match for me. Hey, I'm still looking. I'm still looking <laughs> for you. Don't worry. I got you back. I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, next question I have is, and I feel like this is going more into like the psychological um, part of you, and it is. Do you ever have like, or do you still, which I imagine you do, but maybe you're completely together at this point, but do you still have like a battle or battles or struggles with uh, one, um, your sexual identity, um, orientation, et cetera. Um, And number two, um, like, I don't know why this is such a specific question, but like, do you still... Like, do you have also struggles with, I guess, um, your father, I would say, because um, Filipino men, right, especially being like first generation immigrants, uh, I mean, having parents that are first generation immigrants, which I've been saying quite a bit in this podcast, but I mean, like, I just imagine, you know, um, like your dad or a Filipino dad, um, as we know it. Or know them <laughs> um would often have uh 
feelings of regret or even just thoughts or um, just questions, right? Like, you know, like my son could have, you know, carried my name, for example, right? Um, and that's something that like my dad ha has always um, made known to me. It's like, I want you to uh, continue the name of our family, right? So yeah, so those are my two questions. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I totally forgot to bring all my bags for this heavy baggage. <laughs> Holy I'm, shit. You told me to come with questions. That, <laughs> that totally, that is, wow, that threw me a curveball. I okay. knew it. Yes, um, I did it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. I'll um, mute my mic so that you can have total, complete silence. <laughs> and also, I'm going to take a drink. Okay. Um. Okay, so first question, do I struggle with my identity? No, I'm I'm very like confident in the fact that I am a gay man. Um and I am very solidified in my in my identity and that is a journey that has taken a long time. And there are days though when I find myself like ebbing and flowing in terms of how I fit within the gay community, because am I too masculine? Am I too feminine? Like, what are all these gay references that I don't hear about? I feel like I'm missing out on something that is so quintessentially gay that I'm not gay enough. And it becomes like a sense of othering that I'm not caught up or like, there. just basically there's days when it's just like, too little or too much. There's never like a day when I'm like solid. But at the end of the day, I'm confident in my identity that I am a proud gay man. I walk this world in this skin, in this sexuality. Take it or leave it. As for the second Sorry, part. Can I just um, add my like follow-up thoughts on that? Just yeah, to yeah, contribute yeah. to the conversation. Um, thank you for answering that, number one. Um, I feel I, I feel like this podcast episode was very needed. Um, at this, you and I have had so many difficult conversations right. and very deep, yeah. like talks at three o'clock in the morning. Holy yes. shit! Yes. And, uh, <laughs> this is the first that we're publicizing, right? And it's it like dawns on me too because you know, just as when you, um, sorry, when you just said, you know, like sometimes like i have these moments where i as a gay man um you know think about like am i not you know straight looking enough or am i too like feminine and and i instantly thought like wow like you know as a heterosexual man like you know we don't have to think about those things we don't have to think about or at least we're not we're not provoked to think about and even feel pressured about those things that we just we just are and, and I feel that's very important to bring awareness to because, right, like, you know, like, gay men and gay women and gay people in general, like, should be normalized into our society. Um, because, like, they don't have, clearly, you know, you don't have the luxury to, to just be, right? Mm -hmm. And if we do have that luxury, we're still trying to figure out our space within that subspace that we've created for ourselves. It's just like, which type of gay do I fit in? Am I a drag race gay? Am I a gym gay? Am I uh, a femme gay? And 
I find myself like wondering, I don't fit into any of these. I mean, there are some days when I can associate with a specific click, but then I don't fully feel like, you know, that's not my whole identity. There's other parts of me that need to be validated. So I have to keep finding that. But really, I've come, I've become more comfortable with the whole, like, I don't need to be in a clique or a group. I'm, I'm, I'm a be me. I'm a be me. As for your second question. (laughs) As you should. Um, As for the second question, my relationship with my dad, um, I mean, what gay doesn't have daddy issues, right? <laughs> Never heard of that before. <laughs> oh, good, um, yeah, right. Um, with my dad, we have never really had like a strong, strong relationship in the way that, you know, a father should be there for his son. Um, and I think that that's kind of just like normalized in in our culture over the years it has gotten better um you know like as as a kid my dad would impose all these rules like you have to be this you have to be that you got to be you got to be successful in your academics you also got to like take up some sports and he he was trying to fit me into a box and i could never do anyway right and i could just like i could never fit into the this box of like being his ideal son that really fucked me up so the relationship with yeah so the emotional connection with my father was never really fully present um, but that has changed over the years. It is getting to a slightly more emotionally intimate connection. Like the other day he was talking about how when he was a kid, uh, he had like thoughts of suicide. And that's not really something a son hears from his father. And the fact that my dad said, I don't, I don't even tell your mom this. I was like, you know, that's very okay. interesting. And sorry to cut you off, Kim, but that's very interesting um, to say the least. Because, like, again, first generation immigrant Asian parents, um, or even any first generation immigrant, you know, you don't often hear them admit that they've had those type of thoughts. And I mean, obviously, if you are a member of the Asian community, uh, most, if not all, Asian parents, um, they don't regard mental health as an actual thing. They regard it as a weakness. They regard it as something that's just, you know, like, oh, it's just a phase and they'll get over it, right? Um, and like, they don't even admit it themselves that they've had such thoughts or, yeah. Yeah. That was something my dad said the other day or like a, a couple of weeks ago where I was like sarcastically saying like how I never want to go to church because I've I've been like traumatized by the church and then like I don't know if he was being serious or he was going along with the joke but my dad said 
oh, that was just all in your head. Most of your trauma is just in your head. And I'm like, yeah, because you know what goes on in my head, right? Like, it, there's this whole, like, a sense of wanting to downplay our existence and our experiences all for the sake of finding results over connection. Like, forget about your trauma and forget about your emotions. Let's get to work. We have given up everything that we had in our life in this country to pick up and start anew all because we want a new life for you, a better life for you. And it's like, I appreciate that, but also that's not enough of a, having you sacrifice for me, I appreciate, but I don't want just that. There's also like this emotional connection that we need. You know, that's why I have to work through all of this trauma and work through coming out in therapy. And I feel like people should, you know, be more emotionally available for each other in that way, because you you never know. You never know what people are going right. through and you never know. And if there's, there's any parents listening to this, hug your kid. Yeah. <laughs> I normally don't like kids, but fucking hug yeah. your kid. And- you don't know what they're yeah, going and, through. Yeah, um, and Tim isn't just saying that. I'm pretty sure he's not just saying that from a perspective or point of view of a gay man, but um, but even just as a human being, right? Like, hug them, appreciate them, accept them for who they are, because because whether you know it or not, um, and again, speaking to the parents out there that are watching this or that are listening to this, um, you know, I'm pretty sure even you as a parent can relate and go back to when you were a kid like you know you don't know the world you don't know who you are yet and you don't know who you can be or who or, or like who you can become and um that's a struggle that all of us go through and, and like we need that support from our parents to really just um have that foundation and to say like you know like if i can't trust anyone else or if i can't rely on anyone else for support i know that i have my parents there for me we were actually talking about this, me and my therapist, we were talking about attachment theory. And attachment theory is basically like how uh, if your need, how your needs were met as a kid basically affects how, you're, how you uh, relate to people as an adult. And it was really interesting because I have avoidant attachment. So as a kid, if I needed something, my needs weren't met by my primary caretaker. So I would then look to other things for comfort, like books and toys and, you know, a blanket and other people. Um, So I think that's kind of why my relationship with my parents is so avoidant and we don't really talk about things that are too heavy. Um, And I noticed that in my, in how I relate to people now, like, um, I excelled in school because I took so much comfort in books. You know, I, you know, I excelled in saving money because I like numbers more than people. Because I couldn't trust people to, you know, fulfill my needs. And it, it's all very and like numbers don't you know, call you gay slurs. <laughs> Except when you type eight zero zero eight. Oh, stop. <laughs> I'm sorry, 80085, and then you turn it upside down. <laughs> and everyone's favorite number, 69. Yeah. yeah. 
We need a funnier number. We need so a over number. 69. Um, your girlfriend's okay. Right no, there. I meant like as a like what we're talking about. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> she is secured in your sexual yes, ability. So, like, do not. Good for you. Uh, Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you eat pussy? You have to vocalize whoa, it too. Whoa, 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 okay, that's fucking weird. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that? I have done that to a oh butthole. Oh my god. Like exactly that? Because the guy was so tight and nervous. I had to lighten the mood. So oh, I like that is, I played him that like is an tr- interesting way to like do it. No, because I like to lighten sexual I mean, yeah, tension like the... with like with yeah. comedy. Yeah. yeah. So I played him like a trumpet. Oh, I did like the whole so funny. <laughs> So like funny. that <laughs> and then he did loosen up and then i was eventually to fit my entire like arm in his hole so you know it was a, it was a good night for the both of us good for you. <laughs> <Proud> of you. <laughs> thank you it was an accomplishment as long as you're happy i'm happy yeah um so my last question because i know that that was a pretty heavy uh couple minutes yeah jesus christ <laughs> hey Hey, uh, <laughs> um, so my last question would be if you do happen to have a kid and I'm pretty sure that is a thing in an alternate universe, um, Jesus the Lord, if you happen okay. to have a kid, let's say you do happen to have a kid and, and this whole thing about, you know, um, cause we've kind of lightly touched on like how to, you know, like raise a kid, hug your child and, um, you know, being like support for them and whatnot, um, coming off all of that, what would be like the main things that you would tell them as a gay man? Right. Cause, oh, like, geez. cause like, I think about like, you know, um, you think about how everyone up until now has been raised and, um, again, we're just so immersed in such a heterosexual, um, like system, right. Uh, or mm-hmm. our, um, very like patriarchal too. Right. So, um, yeah. Like how would you, what would like be, I guess like the best five life lessons or the best five, like, 10, like, you know, uh, takeaways Jeez. that you would, you know, give them for their arsenal to succeed in life, you know, as a gay man. Um, wow. Okay. Maybe not so much a kid, but maybe just like a general, uh, right. Like not like a five-year-old, but answer. I'm saying that like, wait, right. For right, the like next generation. Ch- no, no, but like you have a child, right? Like, oh, okay. Right. Okay. So in this alternate world, <laughs> I somehow ended up yeah. with a kid and now I got to like sit them somehow down. ended up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in what world in the in the multiverse in the rick and morty multiverse i'm an aj <laughs> i have a right hmm um i would say go to therapy <laughs> please Which is pretty helpful um i mean yeah it is helpful but i would not be qualified to be a therapist i'm just a parent <laughs> um no, no, no. It's it not so much go to therapy, but don't be afraid to ask for help. 
because asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It is strength and it helps build character. Uh, don't, don't apologize for being who you are. If people don't like you, that's their problem. That's an issue, not an ish me. Um, go after what you want. Like, I don't care if, if it's like, picking up dog you know, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just yeah. fucking do it. Like, do the things you that want. make you not not necessarily like what makes you, you know, rich or whatever, but do the things that make you feel alive and make you right. feel human, you know? Um, and just fucking like, don't let me get in the way. Don't don't let anyone get in the way of what the hell it is that you want to do and how you live. Because you, as long as you live in your authentic truth, whatever that looks like, then fuck everyone else. And also, when you do get to the age of consent, please fuck everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Have as much sex or as little sex as you want. As long as you are happy in your sex life, I would be a happy parent. <laughs> to know that my 20-year-old son or daughter or kid or whatever they identify, that they're out getting laid as much as possible because... I'm thinking by the end, by this time, the world has suffered from climate change, so they might as well fucking have sex with everything and everyone. I'm doing a face palm right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much for that question, AJ. I mean, do you have anything to plug for the audience? Um. Hey. Uh... <laughs> yeah, so I, I appreciate... Uh, you Tim uh, as a person as a I love a you friend. Um, I appreciate the work that you're doing um, and I appreciate you know the community and you know the progressiveness that even um, you didn't say I love, I love you, love you back. back thank <laughs> Jesus okay keep going I love you too keep going. <laughs> but I mean yeah like I appreciate Thanks. you know um, everyone the community um, I myself as a heterosexual male like you can ask Tim um, I I'm pretty sure I've come a long way. <laughs> um, yeah, very true. Like, very like, true. I'm a proud ally. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's uh, what I want to plug in. Uh, haha. For the last little bit of this podcast, uh, I guess <laughs> to just also kind of promote in a way, if you need digital marketing uh, solutions, I'm your guy. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, so my website isn't up just yet at this moment, but it will be soon. But it is www.282media.com. Or I'm also on Twitter at AJXTobias, T-O-B-I-A-S. You heard it here, folks. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you at the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at SexEdWithTim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah! Thank you.